when you're at the very end, that anticipation of meeting your baby can definitely cause mamas to be on high alert for anything that's going on. Like my left toe is wiggling this way instead of this way. Is that a sign of labor? You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the tools, knowledge, and confidence you need to erase the unknowns, feel in control, and have an even better birth no matter how you deliver. My name is Liesl Teen, mom of two, practicing labor and delivery nurse, and your host. From over eight years and counting of working at the bedside, I know that knowledge is the key to an even better birth. So tune in each week to learn about all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum from me, a labor and delivery nurse that's seen it all. And now let's get into this week's episode. Did you know the average pregnant woman Googles is XYZ a sign of labor 56 times before their baby is due? No, that's untrue. I just made up that statistic, but I'm probably not that far off. For many women, the days leading up to labor can be a time of anxious anticipation. You're wondering when your baby will arrive and what the experience will be like. But did you know that there are actually some weird and surprising things that can happen to your body in the lead up to labor? Yup. Today, we're going to take a look at 10 things that can happen to your body before labor begins. From changes in your digestive system to sudden bursts of energy, we will explore the sometimes unexpected ways that your body prepares for childbirth. All right, you ready? Let's dive right in. All right, guys, let's get right into it. I'm going to talk about 10 totally weird things that happen to your body before you go into labor because your body did a lot of changing during pregnancy, but it still does some odd things right before the baby comes out. I think it is safe to say that if you've ever been pregnant, you've probably found yourself Googling is blah, 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 whatever a sign of labor. I know I definitely did. When you're at the very end, that anticipation of meeting your baby can definitely cause mamas to be on high alert for anything that's going on. Like my left toe is wiggling this way instead of this way. Is that a sign of labor? (laughs) And that's not a bad thing. You know, this is a good thing. It's a good thing to be in tune with your body, especially during pregnancy. So aside from the obvious signs of labor, contractions, your water breaking, which actually isn't as obvious as you might think. I know we've done episodes on that before. Like some people come in, they don't know if their water's broken. I did that actually with my second one. But other than contractions and your water breaking, there are actually quite a few other things that can give you kind of a clue that labor's coming soon. It's coming at some point. My body's getting the idea. All right. So the first one we're going to talk about is diarrhea. And this is very, very common. As your body nears term and prepares for labor, many women experience loose stools, diarrhea, and just general changes in their bowel movements. Diarrhea often occurs at this time because of a really big surge in relaxin and relaxin does exactly what it sounds like. It relaxes all of your muscles and your GI system is full of muscles. So it kind of relaxes your GI muscles as well, which can kind of make things go a little bit quicker through your body. And when that happens, you might also experience some nausea and vomiting, which is the next one we're going to talk about. 
So just in case you didn't get your fill in during your first trimester, this might be your chance. You can thank your hormones for this one as well. The nausea and vomiting, that relaxin is really, really high, right? And it's making all these GI muscles really just relax. And the hormone progesterone causes your GI muscles to also relax in preparation for birth. So relaxin and progesterone are both kind of doing their things. Are you in search of the perfect pump for your breastfeeding days? Proven to provide more milk in less time, the Motif Luna is a powerful breast pump that's built for modern motherhood and covered by insurance. With a battery-powered or non-battery version, the Luna is perfect for today's busy mom. The Motif Luna breast pump is lightweight and sleek, quiet and customizable, so you can quickly find what works best for you and your baby. The Luna also features a backlit LCD screen, built-in nightlight, closed system, quiet motor, and auto shutoff. And the battery-powered model gives you even more freedom and flexibility with a rechargeable battery that lasts over two hours. But beyond the features and ease of use, the Luna works. In a third-party study, five out of six moms reported more milk and less time than the leading pump brands. As a pumping mama, I personally used and loved my Luda pump. The expression mode works to express milk as efficiently as possible, while the massage mode would stimulate my letdown by mimicking my baby's natural nursing pattern. Sophisticated, strong, and soothing, covered by insurance, get ready to make your pumping days easier with the Motif Luna. To learn more about the Luna and order one for your breastfeeding and pumping journey, head on over to MotifMedical.com. And as a special offer for all MLN podcast listeners, you can get 15% off site-wide, including the Luna plus all supplies and accessories with the code MLN23. Some exclusions may apply. That's code MLN23 for 15% off site-wide at MotifMedical.com. All right, so number three is an increase in vaginal and pelvic pressure. I know if you're listening to this and maybe you've had a baby before or you've had a couple of babies before and you're like not near the end and you're already feeling lots of pelvic pressure, you're like, really, it's going to get worse. Usually does kind of get a little bit worse. So baby is starting to get really low in that pelvis and towards the end, you can definitely have a good bit of pressure. You just kind of feel heavy down there. And even though this is uncomfortable, just remember that your body is doing exactly what it needs to get ready for labor and birth the child out of you. There are a few things that you can do to kind of help this pressure. I really liked a belly support band. I got mine from Motif Medical, I think. Yes, I wore one of those and it just kind of helps to lift your belly up a little bit. And it also helps with back pain. So those are really great. You can do pelvic exercises like pelvic tilts or rolls. Prenatal yoga is really good. Or just changing your position a lot and avoiding sudden movements, especially like when you're getting up out of a chair, getting up, you know, out of bed or sitting on a birth ball that usually can at least help the pelvic pressure a little bit. I will say though, too, with pressure, if this is severe pelvic pressure or pain, especially if it's occurring with contractions, right, or you're having vaginal bleeding, you feel like your water's broken, or you're having any changes in fetal movements, so you feel like your baby's just moving differently, slower or not at all, be sure to notify your provider immediately 
okay? Because this really, really intense pressure can be a sign of preterm labor as well. But usually preterm labor is accompanied by some other signs and symptoms, but never a bad idea to call your provider and get any sort of pain and discomfort checked out, especially if, you know, your spidey senses are kind of going off. Like, I need to get this checked out. Pelvic pressure is expected during pregnancy, especially towards the end like this. And some people even have it pretty early on in the second trimester. But just remember that the pressure really shouldn't be severe. Number four is mood swings. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm confused. I'm hungry. I'm giggly. I'm angry. (laughs) Yeah, lots of mood swings during pregnancy and they can get a little bit worse towards the end as well. And this one is also due to ding, ding, ding hormones. Your body goes through some pretty intense hormonal changes in these last few weeks leading up to labor. So it makes sense that why at the very end you might be a little bit more emotionally charged, right? And not only are your hormones kind of on this roller coaster ride, but you're also about to have a baby. So just your normal emotions, you know, kind of leading up to labor, birth, expanding your family, all this thinking that you're doing, that's also in play and not to be discounted too, right? Number five is lightning crotch. You know what that is? I'm sure you probably know what that is because I've referenced it, I know, on this podcast before. But this is a thing. And if you've ever experienced it and you've never heard the word lightning crotch, you are probably like, that is exactly what it feels like because that is exactly what it feels like. It's just a sudden sharp pain in your vagina that many moms kind of start to feel in this last month or last six weeks of pregnancy. And most do report that it kind of increases in frequency and intensity as they get closer to their due date. I know I definitely did. It does only last a few seconds, but most people describe it as a little electric shock in the vagina, (laughs) like kind of like you hit your funny bone in your vagina and it just typically comes on without any warning at all of a sudden you feel just this punch to the crotch. It's great. (laughs) So there's really no clear reason why lightning crotch is a thing, but many do believe that it's just due to this increasing pressure that baby's head is pushing, you know, down there on your pelvic bones and your vagina and your cervix. So it makes sense why it might occur, you know, it usually does occur more frequently as you get closer to your due date. So unfortunately, there's not a whole lot that you can do to prevent this lightning crotch from happening Some moms do report that a belly band, like I was talking about in the pelvic pressure, some people do say that belly bands definitely can help. You can also try changing positions frequently to kind of get baby to move off of that nerve, you know, really that's being kind of aggravated. But unfortunately, it's kind of just one of those things that happens and it's just a sucky part of pregnancy. All right, the sound of that heartbeat means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. This one says, Liesl just wanted to say thank you for putting together an amazing C-section education course. My son was born via C-section Friday, and my husband and I felt so empowered and confident walking into the procedure because of you all. It really helped calm my anxiety to know step-by-step what would happen and to prepare for recovery. Thank you. If you want to have an even better birth, just like this mama, head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash courses to learn more about our three 
online on-demand birth classes. Number six is nesting. We know what nesting is, right? We probably know what nesting is, but sometimes you definitely get the nesting bug right at the end, like you're 38, 39 weeks and you're like, I want to go and paint my bathroom and redo my whatever kitchen. I want to buy a new couch or I want to get all the baby's clothes all washed and dried and folded and I want to clean my washing machine. I want to do all these things, even though I'm about a week or less away from meeting my baby. I feel like you have to do all all these things before the baby comes. I personally painted my bathroom. Well, I actually didn't paint it. My mom came and helped me paint it. She painted it. Okay. I didn't paint it. (laughs) My mom painted it, but I did that. So I like kind of redid my bathroom a little bit. Nothing crazy. I didn't rip anything out of the wall, but painted the bathroom, painted the cabinets in there. And what else did I do? Oh, I painted a couple pieces of furniture. I put some things on the wall in the living room. I think I was 36 weeks when I was just like doing all this house stuff. I just felt the overwhelming urge <laughs> to do this stuff. It's weird. I mean, I still kind of feel like that a lot of the time, but you know, I like doing house stuff. But yeah, it's definitely common to feel this way right towards the end of pregnancy. And like I just talked about, it doesn't have to be baby related. Okay. I was doing baby stuff too, but you know, that's like normal nesting. <laughs> I was doing all the house stuff. It doesn't have to be necessarily baby related either. It can be really anything that you want to get done that's kind of been on your do this at some point in the near future list. And you're like, I feel like I have to do it right now. And for some reason, the days or the weeks before you have a baby, seems like a really great time to do all these things. It's also usually accompanied by a sudden burst of energy. Definitely had that both times with both babies. You just kind of feel like you can do it, right? But yeah, very, very normal part of pregnancy, weird phenomenon that kind of just happens towards the end. And it can definitely be a sign that labor is coming real soon. Number seven is losing your mucus plug. Yeah, let's talk about that because that's a real good one. Your mucus plug is exactly what it sounds like. This thick and sticky glob of discharge. Sometimes it has a little bit of blood mixed in it, but it's kind of encircled in your cervix and it helps to seal up that uterus. It's kind of gross, but it does play a very important role in pregnancy. It really helps to seal that uterus, like I said, and prevent bacteria infections from getting up in there. So some women notice that their mucus plugs come out and others don't. You know, you really don't. Sometimes it comes out a few weeks before labor starts. Sometimes it comes out during labor. It really is one of those things. That's why I tell people when they're like, I lost my mucus plug. It's one of those things that it doesn't give us a time frame. Okay. It's not like, oh, my mucus plug came out. I can expect labor to start, you know, XYZ at this point. It's more of just a positive sign that your body is getting the idea that it is going to go into labor at some point. And a question that I get asked a lot by moms is how can I tell the difference between my mucus plug and bloody show? Because a lot of times your mucus plug has some blood kind of mixed in it. And it's also kind of the same texture as bloody show as well. But there's a big difference because your mucus plug 
comes out before, you know, labor kind of begins, or sometimes it comes out in the early parts of labor. But bloody show really is coming out during labor, during the latter parts of labor, because your cervix is starting to really, really change. Want to make sure you've got absolutely everything you need packed in your hospital bag for birth? Of course you do. That's why I put my L&D brain to use and created the ultimate free hospital bag checklist just for you. It's organized for mom, partners, and baby to make sure you have everything you need to be comfortable and prepared without the unnecessary fluff that'll make the hospital staff think that you're moving in. A free hospital bag list created by a veteran mom and practicing L&D nurse? It doesn't get much better than that. Come on, let's be real. <laughs> Simply head over to mommylabornurse.com slash hospital bag right now to grab it today. That's right. Your completely free printable checklist is waiting at mommylabornurse.com slash hospital bag. Remember too that your body is constantly creating mucus and vaginal discharge during your pregnancy. So if you lose your mucus plug or kind of part of it, and then you don't go into labor for weeks, there's a good chance that it actually just can grow back and kind of regenerate before you actually give birth. And that brings me to number eight, which is an increase in vaginal discharge. A lot of times people notice that vaginal discharge is just a little bit higher throughout their whole pregnancy than what their typical kind of norm is. But towards the end, you might notice that that level just kind of increases a little bit. And you just kind of have to always wear a panty liner. It just feels like more than usual. (laughs) This might happen several days before you go into labor, at the very start of labor, a week or so before. Many women report that this discharge, it's starting to get like a little bit thinner and more watery, but it's not straight water, okay? And this is also one of those that usually have moms come in and say, I'm having more stuff come out and it's watery, but it's not water. Like, did my water break? But no, this increase in discharge is not your water breaking. It's just that your body's just kind of creating more discharge, but it can definitely be confusing. So it's watery, but not water. I know it's confusing. Trust me. Like I said, I went in with my second baby because I thought my water broke and it didn't. So when it's my body, I definitely feel like I can't give myself the same advice, right? But do remember, if you feel like your water's broken, regardless about how pregnant you are, if you are experiencing bright red bleeding, similar to a period, make sure you talk to your provider, reach out to them promptly because we want to get that checked out. Number nine is changes in your pet's behavior. Yeah, this one isn't a body one, right? (laughs) I've kind of been talking about your body, but this is definitely one that people report that their pets are just kind of acting a little bit weirder. I would say more so dogs, but I've definitely heard people say that cats kind of act up as well. And while there might not be hard science to back this one up, I have definitely heard personal stories from lots of moms that support this, that they can sense when they're pregnant and they don't know that they're pregnant yet or that they're about to go into labor. They're just a little bit more cuddly, snuggly. They're just a little bit different. They might be a little bit more protective or they might just act out a little bit more. It's odd, but it's definitely a thing. Now, I'm not recommending that you jump in your car and rush to the hospital because your pet's acting a little bit weird, but it's definitely something interesting to keep in mind as you get closer to your due date, if you start to see your pet kind of exhibit some changes in their behaviors. 
All right, number 10, the last one is back pain. Yeah, this one isn't so weird. I know we kind of started off with like, these are weird things that happen. I mean, back pain is back pain, right? But actually early labor contractions sometimes start in your lower back for some women. And it's also just pretty common throughout pregnancy. So it can definitely be hard to tell the difference between maybe possibly early labor or typical kind of just pregnancy-related back pain. But what I tell most people is that if the pain is coming and going, it might be those early labor contractions. So here are some things that you can do to help relieve that pain. Use a heating pad on your back or a hot shower, hot bath. You can sit on a birthing ball. Keep changing those positions, okay? Or you can do something called the mile circuit. And I know you guys know what the mile circuit is because I know I've talked about it on this podcast before. But let's just briefly talk about it. It is this three-step sequence that can be used to get baby into a more optimal position. And it's meant to help kind of just jumpstart labor or just kind of help baby get into that optimal position so that when your body is ready to jumpstart labor, your baby's in that good optimal position. But a lot of times people are doing this mile circuit when they've kind of just been having on and off contractions, hurting, but they're not really doing anything. And usually that's a sign that baby is just kind of in there a little bit wonky. And if you're doing this mile circuit, kind of just untwist baby a little bit and get them re-engaged in that pelvis and actually put some good pressure on your cervix and really start labor. It can also be used during labor if your labor were to stall because a lot of times a stalled labor is due to baby's position is just a little bit wonky in there. Mile circuit is a good tool to have in your back pocket for sure. I actually use this to get myself into labor with Ryland. I was four days past my due date. I was having kind of just on and off contractions the whole day. Nothing crazy, crazy, but like enough where I'm like, something's going on, but like, this is annoying. So I did that mile circuit and a couple hours later, I was like, yep, they are not going away. This is real. So there you have it. Short and sweet, a little episode about 10 weird things that your body or your pets, right? (laughs) Not just your body, but 10 weird things that might happen before you go into labor. Were you familiar with any or all? Did you get all 10? You were like, I knew that. Or I just blew you away with all 10 of them. How many did you know? (laughs) Some women experience a lot of them. Others don't have any of these symptoms. And remember, either is perfectly fine. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Next week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about birth affirmations. It's going to be a really great episode. I'm excited about this one. We're going to be talking about the power of birth affirmations in your L&D room and why they are so powerful, okay? I promise sometimes people, when I say birth affirmations, they're like, meh, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I don't like birth affirmations, but I promise you, this is going to be a good episode. So tune in, okay? I will see you guys next week. Already feeling a little more confident about pregnancy, birth, and newborn life? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can continue to erase the unknowns and never miss an episode. And if you're looking for even more, Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most. Come join our community of more than a half a million moms for birth education, tips, and solidarity. You can find me at mommy.labornurse. 
Check out today's show notes and a searchable library of every Mommy Labor Nurse podcast episode at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. And while you're there, be sure to head to the blog to learn about our online birth classes too. See you next week. And remember, you can have an even better birth no matter how you deliver.